Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Uh, so this is Karim at uh, Grit Daily House in Consensus Coindesk. I uh, have another podcast, and I'm really very, very excited today because we have superstars in the room. Uh, it's a combination of superstars, Bill Tai, Amanda Terry, from Metagood Onchain Monkey. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much. And we're tying this actually with Adriana Guy, who's going to be talking about uh, women, empowerment, educating, and elevating yes. uh, to the next level. And I thought this combination of characters and incentives and initiatives would be a good combination of how we do good and perhaps Metagood, but Meta being broad. Bill, if you'd do a couple of words of intro. By the way, I'm a fan. I've always wanted to join you in Hawaii for the kite surfing. Yes. I've been following you since, I don't know, 2010. Wanted to meet you since 2015. And here we are seven, 10 years later. But good things happen when they're supposed to happen. So, Bill, welcome. And the wave just keeps growing. So so thank you for uh, being interested in our community and all the projects we're working on. Uh, my name is Bill Tai. I'm a venture capitalist, uh, computer chip engineer by training that ended up uh, in Silicon Valley in the 80s uh, when it was the time for the Homebrew Computer Club, which was a very peer-to-peer oriented group of people that basically showed each other what they were working on. I ended up in venture capital in the 90s, uh, was very fortunate to basically uh, hit the uh, internet wave um, uh, starting from 1991 pre the internet all the way through the, that end. Had a bunch of companies go public, ended up uh, as a uh, sponsored kite boarder <laughs> when I uh, took some time off starting in 2000. That led to the creation of a bunch of uh, communities around something we call Acti Global, which stands for Athletes, Conservationists, Technologists, Artists, Innovators. That's a primarily a group of entrepreneurs with the other elements that uh, sponsor and uh, get behind collaborative projects around ocean conservation and economic empowerment through entrepreneurship. And that has led to a project that we did uh, selling the first NFT ever about five years ago uh, for Ocean Charity, where we gave the proceeds to Captain Paul Watson. He uh, took those proceeds, used it to fund the parking of his ship off of the island of Antigua, where his people walked the beaches 24 by 7 through the turtle nesting season. Um, that was done in conjunction with Dapper Labs, which I had seeded, that started CryptoKitty. So they created Hanu Kitty for that project. And that led uh, years later to the formation of Metagood, which is a company which uh, uses the power of community and NFTs as the currency to fuel and fund uh, projects for social and environmental good. Wow, that's a lot. So, I mean, everyone's going to have to listen to that two or three times. What's amazing, Bill, is that you seem to have started the concept of community way before people actually thought it was important. And then conservation and climate and climate and, uh, climate change being paid attention to now more and more. So uh, the cusp, uh, you're obviously on the cusp of all trends. Uh, thank you. Amanda. Hi. 
Happy to be here again. It was wonderful meeting you during South by uh, and doing the podcast then. My name is Amanda Terry. I am the co-founder and chief operating officer of MetaGood. We were the creators of the NFT collection OnChain Monkey, which has simultaneously created value for our community and done real world good. We'll talk about that during the interview, but we were uh, recently awarded uh, Fast Company's 20 Best World Changing Ideas for Impact Investing. And we're so excited to be here uh, at Consensus because I'll be presenting as one of eight finalists in the Global Web3 uh, Coindesk and Extreme Tech Challenge Web3 competition tomorrow. Whoa. yeah. And, and, my, so, and yeah. we have you here today. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and, and, and my background is really uh, Web2, Twitter, NBC, uh, a few data startups. And I've been part of the Acti Global community since 2013. I've helped run uh, community for the last couple of years uh, and have a small fund with Bill to invest in our community. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Adrian, it seems like this is a good tail into you because we talk about Web2.0, Web how we're transitioning that to Web3.0. And then talk about Bill's experience in engineering and yours as well, and how that is, is evolving. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and what your mission is. Absolutely. My name is Adrian Guy. I'm the co-founder of Classic Meter, a full-service contract management firm that abides by the digital engineering standards that optimize sustainability in this space. Um, my background is computer engineering by trade, but my heart is women, elevation, empowerment, and education. Through our tech summit that just had its fifth birthday in May, we went global and virtual, uh, hughtechsummit.com. Um, yes, so we've just spent the last five years educating, empowering, and elevating women to get into the tech space and then kind of, you know, making sure that they understand that they're valued here. Our hashtag is no more hidden figures, right? Because there are so many of us here and everyone is looking to push these initiatives where they really want to drive diversity, right? But then they say, we don't know where to find these women, but we've been in this space. We've been here, whether it's, you know, initiating through college or women who are, you know, seasoned and they've been in the space in leadership positions for 20 or 30 years. Right. Um, But right now, our initiative is really looking to be able to um, join the Web3 space. Right. Because, you know, we all have our background. The majority of us come from Web2. But that transition of the data sovereignty and the personal sovereignty within Web3 is going to be powerful. And the, the leadership, the impact that women can make in this space is going to be it's going to be big. So, yes. So what we've been seeing, actually, we uh, I wrote an article for one of the magazines, Forbes, Entrepreneur. I don't know about how women are being underrepresented in the funding environment. And mm-hmm. only 2% of the women are actually being paying attention to. Absolutely. Uh, whereas that should be much, much higher. We're also starting an initiative on Link to Learn about empowering women in you know, it's engaging, elevating women into understanding the difference between Web point three, Web two point zero to Web three, absolutely, and how they can make a contribution. Uh, I just so happen to have to mention, Bill, that we have Dapper Labs on our platform awesome. uh, for accredited investors to invest in. So we're we're in with you. Fantastic. Um, but we've, before we get to Amanda and uh, she can cover more <clears throat> on uh, MetaGood and OnChain Monkey, when when you hear Adrian and, and going back to your background of being uh, at the forefront of um, change and culture and society, where do you think we stand with women empowerment at this point? Uh, well, you know, uh, in a more micro sense, not macro, I have to say that I have had incredibly good luck backing women entrepreneurs my entire career. And the hit rate of the women that I have backed from a percentage basis is far, far higher than the men. And, you know, just for an example, I think everyone knows the story of Melanie Perkins in Canva. 
she showed up at a kiteboarding trip of mine about 10 or 11 years ago, and she was a 20-something-year-old young girl making high school yearbooks in her mom's living room, and we had a conversation about doing Cloud Adobe, and boom, you know, eventually we got a team together, and here's Canva, $40 billion later. Uh, she's not the only one. I backed a woman out of Simon Fraser University in the That's 90s. That's where I went to school. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so you may know Jerry Sinclair. So, well, Jerry Sinclair was on staff at uh, running a lab, a digital media lab in the early 90s. And I don't know how I picked her out, but I wrote a check. She came up with a uh, company called Encompass Labs that was acquired by Microsoft to become .NET. And she ended up becoming the general manager of Microsoft Canada. She's today on the board of uh, the Toronto Stock Exchange. Uh, I backed a woman in like 1992 that was making Ethernet switches out of Israel. Her name's Orna Berry. She had a company called Ornet. She became that got that became the data systems division of Siemens Corporation. She became the chief scientist of Israel. Talk about hidden figures. Yes, yes. I mean they're, they're like there's great women all around the world working in this space, and people just have to give them a chance. So, what would be your advice to the VCs out there, the funders, the entrepreneurs who are not paying attention? How do they take the next step? What should they be doing? You know, I think it's just, uh, it's awareness and I think what it's, it's what Adriana wants to do. It's empowerment. You know, I think it's really, uh, I think because, you know, we have this societal structure where people are used to men doing all, you know, all this stuff. I think it's just a mindset, you know, where you just have to give, you know, open your mind and help empower the people to succeed. And whether it's men or women, that's all I do. You know, whether it's an Eric Yuan from Zoom or, you know, any of the companies I put together, I'm just looking for people that have that spark and that talent. They're in the right place at the right time for a wave to come. And if, you know, I, I look at venture like, like a surfer, you know, it's like I own a little surf shop and there's a bunch of entrepreneurs looking out at the ocean at waves, you know, waves going by. And you just have to figure out which one to give the board to. And give them a little push, and off they go. That's kind of what it's about. So women can ride as well as men. Adrian, are you now motivated, encouraged by what what Bill has just said? I do. I, I honestly am. And I, you just educated me on some of the experiences that you've had with some phenomenal women. Um, definitely going to have to go look into them because that that is exactly what we're here to represent um, so that there, there don't have to be any more hidden figures. Right. Like there are so many women that are contributing substantial, you know, benefit to this industry and they should all get their their flowers. Well, there you go. We're encouraged. So it's the narrative that we need to pay attention to and expose and, ex- and, and enhance the, the quality of communications that goes out to the world absolutely amanda you're you're you've got the spotlight for the next few minutes about highlighting and maybe leak a secret or two before everyone else finds out please great well i mean i think we're just very excited um we've had tremendous success since we started the company about a year ago we had our first public mint of on-chain monkey september 11th um that was a ten thousand. Profile pick collection, all on chain in a single transaction, which was very historically significant. Um, we've grown a holder base of over you know three thousand holders. Uh, I think we have over twenty thousand people in our Discord today and fifty thousand followers on Twitter. Uh, and we're really excited about uh, basically using NFTs as a way to harness uh, communities to both create wealth for that community, but also do social good. And we're putting incentive systems in place with fungible tokens and non-fungible tokens to incentivize people to do actions online, be it tweeting, 
or putting a command in Discord and also doing things offline that can also contribute to social good. Um, and so we're very excited to bring new people into our community on June 29th. We'll be having our public mint 10,000 new karma monkeys. We've hired an incredible, uh, art team who actually came up through our community. When we, when we did our Genesis collection, one of our holders created a monkey derivative art, tweeted it out and he got so many likes. We reached out to him and hired him to join our team. Then he hired three more animators who'd work with, uh, the teams behind Rio, Ice Age, Ferdinand. And now they've been working on this art for nine months and it's finally coming to fruition. And so we're so excited to bring new people into our community who really uh, vibe and support our values, which in our Discord are is RISE. You'll see RISE in our Discord. And that stands for respect, integrity, sustainability, and experimentation. I love it. So as we close out, Amanda, don't go away yet. So there's a lot of talk here and previously, and I'm sure the next two or three months with the um, downturn in the markets, uh, the public markets, as well as the, um, you know, the, the crypto environment, NFTs, that there is a bit, a lot of hype, uh, over promises, some rug pulls. How do you see this uh, evolving over the next, uh, call it 12 to 24 months? I mean, I think we're in a little bit of a bubble. I, I speak a lot at conferences. So I was just at VCon where we had 8,500 people at US Bank Stadium. We're here at Consensus and just... People in the NFT space are still very excited, bullish. Our community members, if you go on our Twitter or Discord, are so excited about our Mint. Um, and for sure, there will be fallouts from the crypto markets. But from a founder perspective and from an investor standpoint, I think it's the best time to build. It's frankly the best time to invest as well. And the companies that come out of this whatever it is, I wouldn't call it winter quite yet, but whatever this period that we're going through in the markets will be strong, lean, and like built to succeed. So I think it's actually like the most exciting time to build a company and invest in, in early stage crypto companies. That's great. So I want to uh, go to um, Adrian and then we'll go to uh, Bill for his, uh, some of his uh, thoughts on the market. Uh, but tell us what you believe, Adrian, is the transition or what needs to happen to transition more women from Web 2 to Web 3? What needs to happen? Well, one, first and foremost, they need to understand that they have a place here, right? So it's, it's important that they understand, you know, what the point of Web 3 is, that is the switch between, you know, being the product and then actually utilizing a product. Um, in Web 2, we're all used to basically being mined as data, right? But having that ownership, that sovereignty of saying, I am now the owner of my data and my action here is going to be, you know, immortalized by a ledger that is transparent. And that's going to be my own ownership, not someone else's that they can profit off of, but also how I can profit off of my own data if I choose to, them understanding how significant that is. And then that next step would be the education aspect, right? Like them understanding how they can operate in this space with diligence, with understanding, doing the correct research, do your own, do your own research, right? Not just aping in, as we all say, into something that we may not have the background on or we're not getting a full picture, but being able to, to move with integrity, you know, and um, identify projects that are also operating and moving in integrity as well and not just existing for, let's say, a cash grab. It's so interesting on Link to Learn is our learning series that we have we host every month, a couple of them. We talked about uh, maybe about eight or nine months ago, the whole idea that each individual is their own bank. Yes. And if they put that towards the whole self-sovereign identity, understand their value and worth and understand and take ownership of themselves as valuable participants in this economy, 
this is something that we see happening more and more as we move forward in the next two or three years. So thank you for that. That's amazing. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, Bill, we're going to close out with you and you have the opportunity to, uh, as an early stage investor, I know early stage, mid stage, as well as late stage, as you see this economy starting to contract or the public market starting to um, lose value or recorrect, where do you see us going over the next two or three months? And what are some of the fundamentals that we have to pay attention to as investors in this environment? You know, so I, I, I never get so worried over these contractions because what I think at a very basic level, the thing that's happening over our generation and probably the next is that technology is penetrating every piece of the fabric of society more and more and more. You know, when I started in this business in the eighties, it was all about Silicon. And then it was about boxes made out of Silicon. And then it was about sticking those into the phone network to make the internet. And then it's moved into the user interface. And I think through those waves, um, the waves have just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, and the things you could do have empowered many more people. You know, in the early days, you know, people like Adrian and I could do stuff because we were computer engineers and you could see the electrons moving around. Now it's the expression layer that touches every type of thing that people touch. You know, companies like whether it's an Uber or a Lyft or groceries over the internet or whatever it is, it's like everything you do today is touched by technology in a way that it wasn't before. So the number of things you can create is exponentially bigger. The size of markets is exponentially bigger. And yeah, we're going to have dips, but this is my third cycle. And as Amanda was saying, I love these downturns for building because when, when things get hot, like last year, it's impossible to build a company properly because the expectations are too high. There's you know too much money popping into like too many companies that were maybe not just structurally sound and it sucks resources out of the system. So where we are today in the next couple of months, and maybe a little bit more than that, the authenticity of what people do goes up a lot because the people that are in the companies, they're there because they want to be there, not because they saw somebody making a lot of fake money on crypto and like, oh, I better go into that space. You know, so I think just the quality is going to go up a lot in the next couple of months. So I'm kind of excited about it. That's right. Well, let's close it out with that excitement, positivity. Uh, new uh, applications, make sure we know what we're doing, where we're investing and why, and then empowerment, education, and elevation. Thank you all. Thank you so much for this podcast. Love the opportunity. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com.